Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to get an update. With the Australian Christian Lobby, Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the ACL. He's back with us. Dan, a special welcome back to 2020. That's my pleasure, Neil. Great to be here. I might say, Dan, just in this past hour, there has been a release that's come from the Chairman of the Australian Christian Lobby Board and the announcement of a new leader, a new CEO for the ACL. And uh, lots of listeners will be very interested to hear this development. Um, Hit us with the news. Well, thank you, Neil. Well, I suppose it is my pleasure to announce uh, to your listeners that a new uh, Chief Executive Officer has been appointed to the Australian Christian Lobby and her name is Michelle Pearce. Now, Michelle uh, is currently in London, and uh, her, uh, her husband, John, uh, their family, are they're pastoring a church. It's a kingdom city. Uh, Mark Baragis, uh is the leader of the movement. They've been pastoring that church for, I think, six years. But prior to that time, Neil, um, Michelle, uh, in her early 20s, was the uh, Western Australian director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, She subsequently worked for a Christian Member of Parliament in WA and I think at that time also served on the board of the Australian Christian Lobby. So she's no stranger to the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, but she's been overseas in London doing other things, uh, pastoring a church for the last six years. So we are delighted uh, to announce that uh, Michelle uh, will be returning from London uh, and, and coming to Canberra uh, to be our new CEO, and you know, uh, we're absolutely delighted. Uh, she's very well qualified. I know Michelle personally, and um, you know, you you couldn't get a better uh, appointment uh, as someone to follow Mark Niles into the role. Well, I saw a very brief two-minute video uh, featuring Michelle Pierce just before coming on air today, knowing that we were going to be making this announcement, and undoubtedly uh, lots of listeners will want to see that two-minute video as well and uh, have an introduction to Michelle Pierce, the new CEO of the ACL. Uh, Dan, you say she's got a, a track record. Uh, she has worked uh, in politics as uh, an advisor to a, to a uh, politician, uh, she's also yes. uh, worked strategically lobbying into parliaments. And uh, give this connection with the ACL, uh, just enlarge a little bit there for us, because, yes, she's got a, a track record here, and some will be saying, is she going to be up to what is expected of her? Give us a thought or two here on the things that she's been involved in. Well, a couple of things during her tenure in WA... She was instrumental in working with other groups to oppose uh, prostitution legislation there. And uh, her good lobbying, uh, along with others, basically slowed the process down so much that a bill that actually passed the Houses of Parliament for some reason never uh, uh, never received the royal assent. So they they got that um, uh, bill derailed beautifully. Uh, The other thing that Michelle did, which was really groundbreaking, was that uh, before a Western Australian election, she was able to secure the attendance of the Premier and the opposition leader into a Make It Count event. 
and the um, uh, what that was all about was um, they both were able to make their pitch uh, to the uh, Christian audience, and Michelle doing that as a probably I think she was about 23 at the time. That then sent set a template for what we around the country, uh, including prime ministers and opposition leaders and premiers and opposition leaders in various states, um, duplicating what Michelle did in WA about getting the top leaders together. So Michelle's got a lot of favour on her life. She has a lot of influence. Uh, she um, uh, has a very straightforward approach that um, my, you know, she would say this. Her simple philosophy is that we are here to do good deeds, uh, to be the light of the world, and uh, in a very uncluttered way, uh, you know, uh, is on the mission uh, for Christians in politics. Uh, and, yeah, so she'll bring a lot of graciousness to the role, Neil, and um, we'll build on the great work of Martin Nile. So, yeah, very encouraging. She is still a young woman, and uh, I say that uh, she's married. She has three children, but uh, she certainly has the sort of image uh, that people perhaps expect. And certainly for a younger generation who are becoming very politically minded, interested in yes. some leadership that's coming from the Australian Christian lobby around all of these different issues of ethics. Uh, what are your thoughts yes. here for uh, the way she presents herself? Look, um, as you say, yes, it's, it's uh, you know, we've got someone who's very youthful, uh, uh, who's um, a woman, and these, in politics, uh, this confounds the opposition who think, oh, you know, perhaps the Australian Christian lobby are, you know, um, all, you know, they're all older men, uh, slightly out of touch, but no, Michelle is very in touch, um, also being uh, pastoring uh, for the last six years. Uh, she sees things from the perspective of a church minister. I think that will definitely strengthen our, uh, our church bonds. And so, um, Neil, I've been here for, I think, now four um, CEOs or managing directors, uh, Jim Wallace, Lyle Shelton, Martin Niles, uh, and Michelle Pierce. And Michelle is going to build very well on the work of the previous managing directors. And I must say, as a, as a staff uh, and the supporters who are getting these emails today, uh, we're very thrilled. And I know we've put something out on Facebook as well. And may I, I take a moment, Neil, to... Obviously, honour the great work of Martin Isles. Um, Martin is going to go on to, you know, an amazing ministry, either here or um, overseas. Uh, and we all know that Martin is a, you know, really great uh, gospel preacher, a great influencer. Uh, so he's going to go on to some really great things, and we will, we will all be celebrating that. And so, um, yeah, it's it's very important that we. We honour Martin, um, uh, who's outgoing, and we honour Michelle, who's incoming. I think everyone listening to the conversation has that special place in their heart for Martin Isles, uh, honouring him uh, five years at the helm, CEO in the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, knowing that there is a bright future uh, before him as still a young man and with a gospel-centric focus, exciting things there. I just reflect that, you know, when the uh, the, the departure came and uh, Martin was going one way and in some sense the ACL board uh, was then left uh, looking to fill a significant void. I wonder if you've got any thoughts here, because the board are obviously very prayerful, 
about who they mm. might appoint as a successor. Have you got any insight here, Dan, into the the challenge that's been mm. before the board uh, to prayerfully consider and to appoint someone that they believe is God's choice to build on that wonderful foundation that Martin has left there? Well, I think I do have some insight. The board are very prayerful, uh, and um, I know that um, you know Michelle only sort of came to light after Martin's departure, and um, uh, you know Jim Wallace. Uh, he uh, obviously he knows Mark Barragese, and uh, he knows Michelle, and so uh, subsequent to Martin's departure, uh, conversations began. So um, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, Michelle has been in conversation, obviously, with the board, and uh, you know the the support is very strong, and the prayerfulness is very strong. And these types of roles, uh, they're not competitive roles; uh, they're prayerful roles. And so, you only want someone in uh, for whom it is really God's will. It is a a real calling. And um, uh, yeah, I certainly, um, you know, I think we are all thrilled. Uh, by uh, the way she was selected and the board's decision in this matter. So, um, yeah, great teamwork all around. Well, it's like a unique Christian leadership position, isn't it, to be at the helm, the CEO of the Australian Christian Lobby. It's not like being a church leader. It's not like being a teacher. It's not like being a pastor. This is very much a position where influence and lobbying and those ethics from the scriptures are going to come to the fore. And uh, and so clearly she's got some runs on the board and there'll be an exciting time ahead. I'm anticipating that there's a fair bit of excitement around your team and the ACL in the office today, Dan. Any thoughts here? How have, uh, how have people been reacted, uh, reacting? Oh, no, the, the people are very energised, Neil, and uh, we, we are starting a staff retreat tonight uh, for a couple of days, and uh, Michelle will actually uh, you know, join us by Zoom for a live discussion, um, I think, tomorrow. So, um, yeah, great anticipation, and, um, yeah, I think it's just great um, to hear someone who's so young, so articulate, and uh, this will really unite and galvanise our our staff and and our supporters. So uh, we're we're pleased to be celebrating this great day with you, Neil. And I'm sure that every listener, and especially those who've been supporters of the Australian Christian Lobby, and some will have been waiting to say, will I continue my support? Well, this will be an opportunity for uh, listeners to get behind the ACL as there is a new page turning, a new chapter beginning, and uh, Michelle Pierce, the new CEO of the Australian Christian Lobby. Hey, there's some other things on the agenda. I'd love to keep talking about, Michelle, but let's touch on a few things. Uh, some listeners sure. might be thinking, well, there was the Aston by-election in Victoria. Uh, what were your thoughts on the outcome? Well, it's an interesting one, Neil. The We had a swing 6.3% to Labor, uh, so that's the first time that uh, the government has won a, a seat off the opposition in over 100 years. And so we had Mary Doyle from Labor uh, who defeated Rashina Campbell, uh, who was Liberal. And the Liberals uh, were holding the seat by 11% before last year's election. Uh, at, at last year's election, it was a margin of 2.9. Liberal fa- uh, favoured. Now it goes to Labor. Here's the point I'd make, Neil, is that... Um, 
And it's a sad point to make, to be honest, that neither of these candidates really connected with the Christian constituency. And we were disappointed about that. Uh, there was a Baptist church that was uh, to host a forum, uh, but neither of the candidates wanted to address the forum. And so it was cancelled. Now, the point I'd make about that, Neil, is this, is that on social issues, and this is a, a wider concern, it seems that while once, um, you know, back in the 1940s, you know, probably to the year 2000, both sides of politics had common positions on social issues. They believed in the family. They believed in traditional marriage. Uh, they were, but Labor and Liberal were united on that. Um, between about probably, you know, the year 2000 to the year 2020, you know, Liberal and Labor were different on those things. You know, Liberal could generally be relied upon to be, um, you know, protective of Christian freedom, um, uh, pro-life, where, and Labor were you know, LGBT, pro-abortion. The concern, the trend that we feel now, um, and we see it a bit with the Ashton by-election, is that both Liberal and Labor seem to be the same on the social issues, but the wrong way. Their LGBT is, is a priority, um, uh, abortion is, is a given, um, and the protection for faith-based schools seems, seems to be flimsy from both sides. So the point I make is this, is that uh, the Liberal candidate wouldn't accept the invitation to come to the Knox Baptist Church in the electorate because I think, um, you know, she and those who manage the campaign were afraid to be some question on LGBT that would, you know, upset the campaign or get a, a headline in the age. And so they just weren't willing to be seen or heard on that or on Christian schooling. So um, uh, I think the Christian constituency, which... It is, as Michelle Pierce says, the most organised, unified constituency there is, uh, was ignored in that election. And uh, Rashina Campbell from the Liberal Party um, um, could have engaged the Christian community and that could have potentially changed the outcome. Um, on paper, they had some good policies, but she wouldn't speak to them. So I'm sorry to be negative, Neil, but there's just a concern that Liberal and Labor are on a unity ticket that's you know, uh, worryingly uh, pro-LGBT, pro-abortion and don't really want to speak about faith-based schools during an election. And I think uh, there'll be some listeners uh, who will have caught something deeper in what you are saying there, Dan, that when candidates avoid addressing a Christian constituency, they ought not to be surprised when those thinking Christians uh, look for an alternative place to put their vote. It doesn't matter what side you're on, whether you're on the Labor side or the Liberal side, uh, avoiding the Christian constituency is going to increasingly mean that Christians will look for another place to put their vote. Now, interestingly, I did catch a short interview with Peter Dutton uh, who, of course, is under pressure now that the Liberals have lost this. And uh, now this sort of stuff doesn't ordinarily happen, hasn't happened for a century where an opposition has lost a, a seat uh, like this in a by-election. But he's saying there's no likelihood of the Liberals changing at all. And uh, if you read into that, uh, this thought of being on the same page as progressives uh, not changing, well, there might be, you know, a big wake-up call coming for him too. Uh, thoughts here on Peter Dutton and where he's at with all of this? Well, I think that's right. I mean, if they're, 
just so similar to the Labor Party uh, for conservatives and for Christians, uh, then there's just a, a complete lack of enthusiasm. And I think the, um, uh, there, can, there can be a lack of definition and, um, uh, if you like, a, perhaps a lack of uh, appealing to uh, Christian conservatives. And, uh, you know, so it's a personality thing. People say, well, do I like Prime Minister Albanese as a person or do I find Peter Dutton more appealing? And so, um, uh, you know, uh, the Prime Minister is on a honeymoon. Uh, he's on a honeymoon, uh, New South Wales election, Aston by-election. Uh, the voice is, is up and running uh, without much opposition uh, because he's a very likeable person. Uh, and um, that's kind of the test. It's an emotional test. And uh, disappointingly, um, you know, these uh, leaders and these campaigns don't get down in the weeds enough about what are the real policies that are going to affect people. One more issue before I let you go. Uh, a lot of people will have been following Mark Latham's very controversial mm. statement, a tweet that he put out after the election last weekend. Um, inappropriate comments uh, around homosexuality. Uh, what's the ACL position on Mark Latham's comment there, Dan? Well, insofar as I can articulate one, uh, I haven't seen the tweet. I have read a couple of articles and so forth about this. And, um, you know, obviously I've spoken to Mark before the election, not subsequently. So, look, it appears that he's said something inappropriate. He's obviously thought so himself. He withdrew it, you know, I think three hours later and has been sort of chastised by um, his leader, Paul Hanson. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what he said and I can't illuminate the listeners. Um, but um, what I would probably ask people to consider is that in terms of a conservative voice who defends Christianity in the upper house in New South Wales, uh, Christians actually have no better friend than Mark Latham and that he defends parental rights. Uh, he wants uh, gender ideology removed from schools and opposes these so-called conversion laws in New South Wales. So um, uh, whatever Mark has said uh, hasn't been right. Uh, let's extend some forgiveness to him. And, um, uh, yeah, it might be a good time for people to reach out and uh, support, encourage and, and pray for him. I'm not condoning the comment. As I say, I don't know what it was, um, but he appears to have made a mistake in this instance. And um, But Mark Latham uh, is a champion for Christian values in the upper house of New South Wales. Uh, interesting, isn't it? Because uh, here you have uh, someone who says they're not a Christian, uh, so separated from the faith uh, aspect, but... As you say too, Dan, uh, perhaps no better friend that Christian policy has uh, by way of someone who will at least stick up for those things which are, in some sense, common sense. Uh, we might even tie those back to a biblical foundation. So uh, he's not afraid to fight back uh, when he's criticised. Uh, he's even said he'll double down and uh, the criticism might be even 
even harsher and truer uh, than the criticism against him. And so I'll leave it to listeners to make their own uh, position on the tweet that he made. And uh, we won't be repeating what the tweet is uh, on this program, but uh, for listeners, they can certainly find uh, what that tweet was uh, by looking at various reports. Hey, we've run out of time. But uh, always great getting your insights, Dan Flynn and uh, Michelle Pierce. The big announcement today, a new CEO has been appointed by the Australian Christian Lobby. Michelle Pierce will replace Martin Isles. Uh, big shoes to fill, but um, uh, some excitement for the future now uh, under a woman who's been living in the UK, who's well experienced, a former state director for the ACL in Western Australia. For listeners, no doubt there'll be some sort of official statement on the ACL website. Let me point listeners to acl.org.au. That's the Australian Christian Lobby website. Bright days ahead, acl.org.au. Dan Flynn is Deputy Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. That's my pleasure, Neil. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.